Welcome to the Fabulous 413. I'm Monty Belmonte. And I'm Khalees Smith. And we are live from North Adams in the north of the Berkshires, where for the past three weeks, musicians, composers, and music writers have hunkered down in the galleries to make and perform new work. It's Bang on a Can's Summer Festival, which culminates in Loud Music Weekend this weekend, where there will be music literally everywhere on Mass Mocha's campus. And with us is one of the founders of Bang on a Can, Michael Gordon. Over the past 30 years, Gordon has produced a strikingly diverse body of work ranging from large-scale pieces for high-energy ensembles to major orchestral commissions to works conceived specifically for the recording studio. The recipient of multiple awards and grants, Gordon has been honored by the Guggenheim Foundation, the National Endowment for the Arts, the Foundation for Contemporary Performance Arts, and the American Academy of Arts and Letters. He's written a piece for just about everyone of note in contemporary concert music, including a new work for Kronos Quartet that'll preview this weekend at Mass Mocha. Thank you so much for joining us, Michael. So happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> Did we get any of that wrong or is that mostly right? That was mostly right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid to ask what we got wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Tell it's, us. It's you... called Loud Weekend. Not Loud, loud Weekend. Music. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay, yeah. good. Everything so... else, perfect. <laughs> For the record, Loud Music The music is, is not implied. Correct. It is Loud Weekend. And why, loud Weekend. For those who aren't familiar with Bang on a Can, tell us how and what Bang on a Can is and when it got started. Well, we started, believe it or not, in 1987 with two of my colleagues, composers David Lang and Julia Wolf. We were out of school and basically uh, miserable and trying to figure out what to do with our lives. And we decided, you know, we're going to put on a 12-hour concert in an art gallery in New York City. And we just thought, okay, let's just do this. It wasn't, there wasn't a master plan. It was just like, okay, let's, here's cool, some cool music. And we invited John Cage to come and we called all our friends and we put it on and people showed up and John Cage hung, hung out around for four hours. And, you know, the New York Times came and we're like two o'clock in the morning, we're cleaning up and we're like, wow, this was, this was pretty good. You know, <laughs> Let, let's, let's do this again next year. Now, I know our, most of our listeners are music savvy, and John Cage is a big name, but if people aren't familiar with John Cage and, and what he represents musically, talk about why that was an important, pivotal piece of the beginning of this Bang on a Can movement, I guess. Really good point. John Cage was the you know most important conceptual artist, composer, and, and not only composer, but visual artist of the late 20th century in the United States, and also partners with Merce Cunningham, Together, they created an incredible body of work. So he influenced composers, performing artists, uh, visual artists, choreographers. Uh, his influence was worldwide. So To branch off, Merce Cunningham, if you're not aware, is an incredibly important choreographer of the 20th century. So they were partners. It was an incredibly fruitful relationship. And it changed the face of the way we view music with these quote-unquote traditional instruments, quote-unquote classical instruments. And we're talking with Michael Gordon, who is one of the co-founders of Bang on a Can, loud weekend this weekend here at Mass Mocha. <laughs> we're live at Mass Mocha in the Jennifer Trainer Thompson Hall. You can hear it echoing through here. And it's that kind of... We, when we came here today, we saw people outside with Mark Stewart, who uh, has been long involved in the festival, students outside holding hoses and swinging them around their head, making what and sounded with, like sci-fi noises. super rudimentary pipes. Had reeds, but like not a whole lot else, just lengths of pipe, which is super cool. <laughs> and, yeah. and that kind of music is everything and everywhere is foundational in the concept of what new music is. Talk to me about new music and why it's called that. You know, there's music that easily fits into categories, you know, and even like, okay, I'm so old, I remember record stores, you know, <laughs> even <too>. even <laughs> on, on streaming, right? You go, you want to hear, you know, jazz or you want to hear classical or you want to hear, you know, a certain type of popular music. And then there's like the music that really doesn't fit into those categories. And it's like, well, it's it's kind of jazz, but it's kind of weird. And it does, it's also in the people, no classical 
classical music or they know Indian music or they know some, you know, the music is informed by some other, you know, and, and what is that music, you know? And it's like, you go, well, it sounds, it sounds, you could say, really cool and really fresh. And I've never heard anything like that before. You could also say, oh, I, I don't want to listen to that. <laughs> yeah. I know what I like, you know, get, let's get back to the country station. Yeah. I did say if my kids were making the kind of noises Mark Stewart and the students were making outside, I'd be yelling at them to knock it off. But I, I was joking because was really awesome. I, I also, I love making weird sounds. <laughs> I had to point it out to you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I heard the hum and I was like, what is, where is this coming from? It was all outside. Because part of what um, Bang on a Can does now is work with quote unquote fellows, works who are interested in this type of music. So how many students have been here and for how long? Let's call them fellows because they're really highly sophisticated, trained musicians like um, Evo over there carrying the accordion. Evo's going to play for us. Yeah, he's going to play for us and he's going to blow your mind in a second. (laughs) So, um, but they're, but they are young. Uh, meaning that the average age here is somewhere between, you know, 25, 28, something like that. And they're just starting out in their careers, but super talented, highly uh, rigorously trained, usually in a conservatory. And what we've been doing every day is we start the first hour with unwritten music, we call it. Improvisation. First week, uh, we did African drumming. Second week, uh, Greg August, who's on our faculty, put together a Latin band. We brought up some Cuban musicians from New York City. Out in the courtyard, we had Latin night, which has become a tradition here as part of the Bang on a Can residency. A couple of hundred people showed up just to listen and dance. I gotta stop you. There's a guy I met on the hairpin turn getting a cup of coffee at that Overlook who's from North Adams. His name's David. He was there with his wife, Jane, having a cup of coffee, enjoying this town. And they were so excited about Latin night. They were so excited about you. They were so excited about Bang on a Can and what it means for the community. Like the community comes out to all these little weirdo, amazing pop-ups that you guys are doing. That's a free one. And we also do a free concert every year at the lake windsor lake which is you know right in town completely different crowd comes up bring bring brings their chair sits there uh and um and then we we um have two concerts every day that the museum is open at 1 30 and 4 30 and we end with this big you know extravaganza which is more in the spirit of the the original event where it's like 11 hours of just continuous, like, ongoing music throughout the museum for the the whole weekend, basically. Exactly. It's really overload. It's, (laughs) um, we're 30 plus concerts in something like 53 hours. Yeah. And you just, there's, it's impossible to take it in. And people, sometimes they, you know, they know exactly what they want to see. They only want to go to the Kronos Quartet and one other thing. And some people are running around from, you know, trying to catch Uh, a little bit of everything. I caught caught 10 minutes of this. I'm going to go hear that, you know. So um, it's it's pretty exciting. That is Michael Gordon, who is one of the co-founders and artistic director of Bang on a Can, who has taken over this museum year after year after year, since the museum's inception, really, and has their loud weekend this weekend. Before we hear some of this incredible music we've been talking so much about, how did your relationship come from New York to North Adams, where we are broadcasting live from right now, with the Museum of Contemporary Art here? We were looking for uh, a place to do exactly this. And mm. when Mass Mocha was just, you know, it, it was really still uh, in its the inception phase. We came up, wore hard hats, walked around the campus here. <laughs> Swinging uh, hammers to build this museum. Um, we didn't do that. <laughs> but, we, we, you know, just from the very beginning, you know, we, we were part of this. So we're happy to be here. We, we love this place. We love the Mass Mocha people. They're great. And it's been cool to see the festival grow along with the museum, too, because it feels like it's expanded alongside it in a sort of parallel way. I hope so. (laughs) I mean, you know, one of the great things about the festival is that, you know, if your ears get overloaded, you can walk around the galleries and and see the art. And it kind of, you know, cleanses you and then you can go back and catch some more music. I love it. It's bang on a can. It's here not today, because the museum's closed. So this is a special for you, listener of the fabulous 413. Uh, but starting again tomorrow, and the loud weekend is this weekend, culminating in all sorts of great performances, the Kronos Quartet, and so, many, so much more. Uh, now we're going to hear some music. We have with us here at the fabulous 413 Live from Mass Mocha 
an acclaimed accordionist, a winner of top prizes in over 30 international musical competitions, originally from Poland, which is why I'm going to butcher his name, unfortunately, but I'm going to do my best, uh, performed all over the world, a Fulbright scholar with a PhD, playing Philip Glass Etudes, excerpts, Evil Jednetsky. Tell me how you really say it. Jednetsky. Jednetsky. I need one extra syllable. Yes. I got, I, I'm going to give myself an 83% correct. <laughs> <laughs> That was incredible. So cool. <laughs> Ivo Jedanetsky, accordion player from Poland. That is, I think, the largest accordion I've ever seen. And it, <laughs> it's, it looks like it's about two feet tall and uh, extremely large, which made it so that you could uh, hit those very, very low notes. You have another piece you're going to, is that what happening right now? If you want. Yeah, let's yeah. do another piece quick before we take a break with Ivo okay. Yedinetsky, Dr. Yep. Ivo Yedinetsky, Fulbright <laughs> scholar and one of the folks playing as part of Bang on a Can. I will play a piece by my friend from Poland, Paweł Janas. It will be the final movement of his sonata for accordion. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you. 
ridiculous. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so unbelievable. Up next, more from Bang on a Can live from Mass Mocha in North Adams with cellist Arlen Lusco and Vicky Chow on piano. You're listening to The Fabulous 413 on NEPM. The Fabulous 413 is funded by Chester Theatre Company, presenting the light, dark secrets from the past, threaten a couple's bright future, 27th through August 6th, chestertheatre.org. And we are still here at Mass Mocha. Live radio is amazing. In the Jennifer Trainer Thompson Hall at Bang on a Can, where they are celebrating with their fellows and with their loud weekend. And we're with festival co-founder, Michael Gordon, who if you have to go at any point, Michael, you feel free, because we're going to talk to a lot of the other musicians as well as hear from them. But if you want to bask in the glory of what you helped to create, we would love to have you. I just, I just want to hang around to hear everyone play. Right? It's so, so great. <laughs> that was phenomenal. If, as I, uh, if, if Weird Al didn't already make the accordion cool, um, uh, Ivo Yedinetsky, who you just heard, certainly did. Um, Fulbright Scholar PhD, as we mentioned, in part of Bang on a Can here. Um, you're a young person. Tell me about... Am I? Yeah. <laughs> Am I still young? Yes. <laughs> no, to wait. me, you are. Do, I'm imagining that the music of your peers was not necessarily um, this type of accordion music. If all of my Polish friends who listened to polka listened to more of accordion music like that, I might have been drawn to it too. But what drew you to taking this accordion, like what you've done, and turning it into what you have turned it into, <laughs> which is like a percussion instrument after watching you do that performance? <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a very, I feel like it's an underrated instrument for contemporary music and classical music in general. Um, there are a few, there are a few uh, contemporary compositions for accordion because it's, it started appearing on classical and contemporary music stages in, I think, late 70s mm -hmm. of the 20th century. Mm, but yes, actually my journey was, was funny because I was about to start piano lessons when I was seven <laughs> but they have run out of free spots you know for 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 pianists and, and they propose okay do you want to try an accordion we it's have like a, great a piano teacher. you can take with you wherever you go exactly yeah it and, has and the same like chord like like <laughs> fullness of of a breath of things that you can do with it as a piano but it's portable <laughs> yes exactly and uh, actually that's I guess that's why it uh, gained popularity you know in folk music and in uh, in popular music because of, the, of an introduction of the piano keyboard, pianists could easily learn to play this instrument and carry it wh wherever they wanted. That's why in the 19th and the 20th century, in the beginning of 20th century, it has become a very, very popular instrument. But then it, yeah, people didn't really know about its possibilities for classical and contemporary music. And I feel like they are really vast and they are still, still you know, uh, not, not fully recognized. And I'm very, very happy to be here at, at Masmoka and to, to present music by American composers like Philip Glass and Polish composers like Paweł Janas and, and to collaborate with all the amazing, amazing artists and work on some beautiful repertoire that I have actually never worked on, like Andreessen's The Snellheit, amazing piece, and I'm so much looking forward to performing that <laughs> in, a, in a couple of days during the Loud Weekend. Cool. It's incredible that Ivo Yedinetsky, who you just heard on the accordion here at Mass Moko, broadcasting live on the fabulous 413. We were talking about the piano, and now we're going to hear some actual piano. Uh, we are going to hear some music from Arlen Lusco, newly appointed cellist of the Bang on a Can All-Stars, Grammy Award winner for her collaboration with The Crossing, and a recent alumna of the Curtis Institute of Music and Carnegie Hall's Ensemble Connect. We're also joined by Vicky Chow, the Hong Kong-Canadian pianist who has been described as one of our era's most brilliant pianists by Pitchfork. Since joining the Bang on a Can All-Stars in 2009, she's collaborated and worked with composers, artists, ensembles, orchestras such as Tania Leon, Meredith Monk, Steve Reich, Philip Glass, and John Zorn, and Bilty Jones and Arnie Zane Dance Company, and so, so many more. Let's hear something from Arlen Lusco and Vicky Chow. Thank you. 
Fabulous 413 with cellist Arlen Lusco and pianist Vicky Chow, both banging on a can all-stars. We're also joined by Michael Gordon, who is the co-founder and artistic director of uh, Bang on a Can, who's been here at this museum. Uh, Arlen, you're newly appointed cellist of Bang on a Can all-stars? Yes. 
For those who don't know, what separates Bang on a Can performers, fellows, from all-stars? Ah, so Bang on a Can is a bigger organization that does all kinds of amazing activities like this festival here at Mass Mocha and their long play festival in Brooklyn and things all over the world. Um, and the All Stars is sort of their in-house touring band that goes out for them and plays their music all over the world. Excellent. What? No. <laughs> Vicky, um, you're also an All Star. And yes. your piano playing is incredible. What draws somebody into a world where they say, I'm going to set aside what traditional piano players learn and go in this totally, in this new and innovative direction? What, what, what was there an aha moment for you? Um, yeah, I think like for me, it was when I was at school, I was studying at the Juilliard School and I realized like all of us are playing the same music and there's so much more out there. And uh, I think what uh, uh, sparked my interest in new music is that like I, it's all new and, and I get to explore and, and uh, figure out what this music's gonna sound like for the future. Um, and that was very exciting for me. It was just the natural next step um, after studying all the classics, because this is not separate from it. It's, uh, uh, it's just a, a, a natural uh, continuation of this music and this tradition. I think some people might get the impression when they hear it's called bang on a can that, or they see people waving you know, hoses around outside. <laughs> they might not understand the level of technical prowess that goes into this. So you, you, know, you went to Juilliard. You, the level of skill in regards to you, the musicians here is incredible. We have a relationship on the show with Michi Wianko, who started Antenna Cloud Farm, whose brother is in the Kronos Quartet. We'll be performing here as part of the Loud uh, Weekend. So I feel like Western Mass and the 413 is kind of pseudo epicenter for this kind of innovative but exceptionally high level of, of uh, quality music. What do you think, Vicky Chow? <laughs> <laughs> oh, most definitely. I mean, I, I, I love coming up here uh, to Mass Mocha. I've been, uh, I've been a member of the Bang & Can All Stars uh, since 2009, and uh, I've been so fortunate to be able to come to the Bang & Can Summer Festival since 2010 uh, here at Mass Mocha every summer, and I get to meet all the most amazing, talented, wonderful musicians and composers from around the world. Um, and we're all still in touch, and we're all still making great music together. Um, and it's so lovely to be in this region, uh, in, in uh, Western Massachusetts. Uh, it's one of my favorite places to be. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both so much for joining us. We're gonna hear more music um, from Bang on a Can. Uh, we're gonna bring in performers Santiago Vela Quintairos and Nick Fotinos, who are gonna join Vicky Chow on another work. You're listening to The Fabulous 413 on NEPM. The Fabulous 413 is funded by The Fireplace, offering low-pi sales, installation, and service on low-pi wood, pellet, and gas-burning stoves and fireplaces in Waitley and at fireplacema.com. The Fabulous 413 podcast is funded by Northeast Solar, homegrown in Hatfield, Massachusetts, and providing energy savings for their customers for over 10 years. Learn more at northeast-solar.com. And miraculously, we are we're still here <laughs> at the Mass Mocha Bang on a Can Festival that's been going on for the last couple of weeks. We're with festival co-founder Michael Gordon. Uh, don't go away there, Michael Gordon. Sit down. We're going to talk to you again for a second. Oh, I mentioned no. uh, in the previous segment about Bang on a Can as a name, and it may give a, a perception about what's going on here that if you're not familiar with it, they might not understand. So tell us about the origins of the name Bang on a Can. You know, it's just uh, late night silliness. Uh, okay, I'll say that again. Late, <laughs> like John Cage, right? That late, would be part of the composition. Late, <laughs> late night silliness, uh, you know, 35 years ago, um, and uh, going, well, you know, uh, w what are we doing? Well, composers of the future banging on cans. You know, we use that as kind of a tagline. And we didn't want to sound like, we didn't want our, the name to be, you know, the Lincoln Center, you know, uh, chamber, blah, 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 ensemble. yeah, or something like that. So we just went for it and we're still here somehow, <laughs> right? So we've managed to survive. And you're not not banging on cans. That's the other thing too. It's like everything is an instrument. As we mentioned before, we saw Mark Stewart, who's part of Bang on a Can, works with Paul Simon uh, for his day job, as it were, um, outside instructing all these 
kids how to build instruments out of what seemed like common household objects and turning it into music. And he was, lit I wish we could have filmed it or with a recorder, he was conducting them on these household objects. That, that, that group is called the Orchestra of Original Instruments, or, or Mark calls it the O of Oi. <laughs> and, and, you know, one of the things about, uh, about new music and new sounds is that you can make your own instruments, and he, he makes a lot of these instruments just out of junk or stuff you can get at Home Depot or something like that. And, you know, one of the things we want people to feel about like you know what Vicky is doing right now is she is putting um, oh she's preparing the piano she's preparing the piano which is she's putting a a wind a, like a putty that you would like block the air the cold air from coming into your window oh right onto the strings and that's going to change the sound of the piano so it, whether we're making instruments out of you know junk or just taking beautiful beautiful instruments like this incredible grand piano and um, uh, changing it just a little bit so the sound changes so it, it sounds a little different and you go oh wow what is that I feel like when you were talking about John Cage this is one of the things that he's most known for at least when I was studying that like he would always prepare pianos like something under each string something bizarre yeah like yeah. screws like yes. pieces of gum kids listening at home <laughs> yes, exactly. ask your parents before Don't you prepare do your piano ask your parents yes. before you prepare your piano <laughs> well this is now this putty is now you know pretty much approved by piano technicians as something that is not <laughs> going to wreck your you know $30,000 piano but um but but Cage actually did put screws and metal objects as you as Calice you were saying and um, and I think he wrecked a few pianos. Oh, yeah, yeah, more than a few. <laughs> you can't make an omelet without breaking but, some eggs. But the sounds that he got from doing that and the sounds that you get from doing that are just really interesting. Like breaking outside of the mold of what those 88 well plus 88 strings can can do was really just like fascinating and interesting and part of why he's so important to the movement of concert music. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here is Mass Mocha and we're broadcasting live from the Jennifer Trainer Thompson Memorial Hall, not Memorial, she's still alive. <laughs> Jennifer Trainer Thompson Hall at Mass Mocha. It's a gorgeous sounding Don't hall and all the instruments you're the hearing show. are playing in one, into one microphone in the room. So. I think we're ready for the next round. Do we need another? Oh, no, I got the thumbs up, so that's excellent. Uh, we're joined by Santiago Velo Quintairos from Galicia, Spain, studying classical music at Code Arts in Rotterdam. Chicago-based cellist and multi-Grammy award-winning cellist, Nick Fotinos, who has been called one of the most innovative and multifaceted cellists of our time, and once again joined by the fabulous Vicky Chow, who you already heard on piano, performing Andy Akiho, Prospect of a Misplaced Year. Here at Mass Mocha, part of Bang on a Can. Thank you. 
Incredible live from Mass Mocha and Bang on a Can, Santiago Velo Quintairos from Galicia, Spain, as well as the multi-Grammy award-winning Nick Fotinos and Vicky Chow performing as a trio. Thank you so much. <laughs> Why is, uh, so you've done Galicia's and, and, and uh, arranged them for viola, how and why? And what is a Galicia, for those who don't know, besides you, right? You're okay, Galicia. okay. First of all, Galicia is a region of Spain situated in the northwestern part, just above Portugal. And they have like really Celtic influences. You, you can see in their instruments, they use like a lot of bagpipes, a lot of tambourines, a lot of rhythm-inspired Celtic. So it has nice tradition in music. And it's also nice to play with the viola because with the help of looper pedals, maybe, you can do kind of a lot of nice sounds that fits into the muineira that are maybe the most traditional rhythm. Cool. <laughs> Why are violas so hard to tune? This is a question for Nick Fotinos, the multi-grammy <laughs> award winning. <laughs> Why are violas so hard to tune? <laughs> yeah. Yes. That sounds like the beginning of a viola joke. No. Like there's like, I don't have a good punchline for it, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, I, uh, just as hard as anything else. Fair enough. <laughs> Maybe they're just hard for you to tune. That's, that's also possible. Yeah. Yeah. What turns you on to this type of music? As again, like I asked Vicky oh, Chow earlier. Oh, so many things. Um, 
I love being able to be, I love that there's no expectations. Um, in so much of you know, the canon, which I love and still play, um, there's expectations of how it should go versus um, you're really kind of freed of that when you're playing new music for the most part because there's not an expectation necessarily of how it should go. You get to create that yourself. Do you think new music is a good moniker for this? Is there something that, because I feel like we have this conversation a lot at our studios where we talk about classical music and, like, and we classical have a classical music. Classical is a period, music. it's not a type of music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So are, are we limiting ourselves by calling it new music or you who are the creators of this type of music in many, in large regard, or at least the people continuing this new-ish music legacy from the 70s. Yeah, I've had this conversation with a lot of people too. Um, it's, it's very tricky because then some people think when I say new, I play new music, they think new age music. I'm uh, like, oh, no, no, oh, no, 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 that's not it. <laughs> and so, I mean, I guess, you know, it's one of those things, we're gonna go back to Cage for a second. I think he was the one that said, you know, what is music, sounds heard. So I think new music at its purest form is just the music that's being written today. And that's the least worst option. It's not descriptive, but part of the beauty and what I love about so much new music is that it is a huge tent. It, it, it draws in so many influences. So almost by definition, it's hard to pin down exactly what it is. So by saying this is new music, this is being written right now by pe living people, I think that's, that's the best we can do, and that also leaves a big door open so that people don't have preconceptions or expectations about what it's supposed to sound like. I also like the concept of bridging, which I've heard used for this too. Like it is bridging music. It's things that connect in ways you wouldn't necessarily have originally thought, but that allow you to go to other newer places. Yeah, well, and especially this piece, it's, um, so it's worth mentioning Andy Keogh um, is a steel pan player and he's a percussionist and you definitely, all of the music of his that I've ever played, this piece included, is written by a percussionist. You know, even he's trying to make the piano sound like a percussion instrument. He's trying to make the cello and the viola sound like percussion instruments. And it's beautiful. It's and really great. And he does. <laughs> and it totally he, does. He achieves that. And, um, you know, and, and kind of like that weird off color tuning of like of a steel pan where it's that pitch, but it's also other pitches in with that too. And it, he does that with the preparations and like it's, so it's really, so he's bringing all of that influence, all of that knowledge into his composition along with studying Western classical new music traditions. And so he's very much bridging all of those worlds. That is the Chicago-based cellist and multi-Grammy award winner, Nick Fotinos. We're also speaking with Santiago Velo Quintairos from Galicia, Spain, who has been studying this type of music in Rotterdam. Um, tell me, from a more non-US centric perspective, what new music means to you and the people that you have been studying with. New music means, I mean, it's a quite a big concept to, to understand, but yeah, new music is music made nowadays, simply like that. And could be based or inspired in works done. Doesn't mean new music the same as innovation. So, yeah, I would talk new music, music that is written nowadays, and it's also nice to talk and being able to chat with the composers itself. So you can really do, and you can really understand what is written in the music. So that's, I think, the main important thing into the new music scene. Well, it's incredible. If this, is, if this is new and this is where music is going, I think it's where music should be going. And I think the percussive nature of all the things that all of the instruments have done on these non-traditionally percussive instruments ties in very nicely to the fact that this festival is called Bang on a Can. With a small <laughs> caveat that a piano is a percussion instrument. I believe it is too. And especially when we use just like uh, <laughs> Chow just did. So uh, we are celebrating Bang on a Can live from Mass Mocha here at Mass Mocha on the fabulous 413, the loud weekend is this weekend, but there's more happening at Mass Mocha coming up in the next couple weeks and months. And coming up, we will hear from Sue Killam, who's been here at the museum since the beginning, has been with Mass Mocha since the beginning, and uh, we'll be right back on The Fabulous 413 live on NEPM. The Fabulous 413 is funded by Steve Lewis Subaru, 315 Russell Street on Route 9 in Hadley, serving the Pioneer Valley since 1999, stevelewissubaru.com. Welcome back Welcome to back Live to the from Mass Mocha. 
at the bang on a can, the, uh, the oh, summer time. festival. Uh, there's people outside that are being trained in all of these new musical ways by all of these incredibly talented musicians. We're joined by the bang on a can co-founder and artistic director, Michael Gordon, as well as Sue Killam, who's the managing director for performing arts and film at Mass Mocha. Prior to this, served as the general manager and development associate when Mass Mocha opened way back in 1999. Sue Killam takes care of all of the performing arts that go here on a day-to-day -day basis, including the film department, 65-plus events a year, three music festivals, multiple performance arts spaces, a black box theater, 10,000-square-foot black box theater, and more. Sue Killam, uh, what has Bang on a Can as the festival, the first real festival for Mass Mocha, meant to this museum and to North Adams? It's a great question. Um, I absolutely think that the Bang in a Can Festival and all of its iterations, because you know it started as a residency and a marathon and now we have the Loud Weekend Festival, um, but what it means is that it's just completely ear expanding and it allows our audience to hear this new music or just sort of hear music in a really different way. We're an institution that likes to show things of the now, of the, that's being created by artists that are thinking about things that are all impacting us right now. And I think Bang on a Can is right there in the forefront and doing it all. So in addition to sort of letting our gallery visitors sort of come across these new pieces, brand new, fresh off the pages, um, in addition to hearing sort of music that they might actually, or composers they may have heard of, but still it just sort of allows them to sort of be, let themselves go, hear this music with new ears, maybe see art with new eyes. Um, and then the other thing I would say that Bang on a Can has done so great with us is they've really brought this music into the community. So there's no, it's not behind a golden velvet rope or anything precious, like we go to the lake, up in North Adams and we, they don't change who they are. They don't do anything different. They just bring the great music to a lake show that's free for anyone at the community. Um, when they're studying Latin rhythms and all of those things, they bring that kind of music and Ghanaian drumming to our audience as well. So like everything that they're learning and feeling in their bones, they're sharing and helping our audience also feel in their bones. So it's just been an incredible partnership this whole time. I mean, we're 20 years in plus, um, and it is new and different every year. And it is, um, you know, sure there's a, you know, a shell of a structure that we use every year, but what actually happens within these walls and on our campus every year is completely new and unexpected and so just vibrant and fills our walls with this life of great music and the musicianship is astounding every year. I mean, it just blows me away every single time. So. Totally blew me away here in this gallery at Mass Mocha. Plus it sounds so good it in does. here. It does, it sounds gorgeous. One <laughs> microphone and it's just incredible. Sue, you're part. You're from this community originally, right? I am from this. I grew up here. I left vowing never to return, but I did return. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was up having. I've said this at the beginning of the show, but I was up having coffee at, at the at the hairpin turn, and a guy who grew up here said he was never going to come back. Was so excited about Bang on a Can, so excited uh, about going to all of the Chateau performances and more. So I think this festival really does mean something to the not just the fancy schmancy people that come <laughs> from all over the place to see these incredible musicians, but for the city of North Adams as well. Yeah, I agree, and I think that you know it's it's opened some ears to what music could be or can be. You know, it doesn't have to be what they hear on the radio all the time. It doesn't have to be what they hear, you know or what they think they know, it just can really expand it. And what I love about Bang in a Can as an organization is that they really are just trying to share that. They're, they just are so openly ready to express that with anyone. There's, there's no expectation that you have to know what a tempo means or what a kind of music means. You just don't have to know anything. You just have to open your ears. And they are going to astound you with um, you know, what they're thinking about and what's going on and pushing some boundaries for sure. Um, and I don't necessarily love everything I hear, <laughs> but I'm always intrigued by everything I hear. Like there's never a moment where I'm like, oh, that, I wish I didn't hear that. But it's like, it's always makes you think and always makes you sort of question what your 
what you are listening to and why they're doing what they're doing. That's Sue Killam, who is the man managing director for performing arts and film here at Mass Mocha. Thank you so much for joining us here. Thank you for listening to us live from Mass Mocha <laughs> at Bang on a Can. Tomorrow on the Fabulous 413, a celebration of the Americans with Disabilities Act. We'll talk about the history, impact, and sometimes lack of implementation of this landmark 1990 legislation. See you tomorrow on the Fabulous 413.